Heavenly Father, we praise God for what you have done for us. You have blessed us in so many ways. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Jesus Christ. So we thank you for that tonight, and we celebrate and praise your name. We thank you for salvation, for the grace of God. We thank you, Lord, for the good and the bad in our lives. We thank you for it all because it works together for us, because we love you, because we are the called according to your purpose. We pray for the peace of Israel. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to see and understand what you said the birth pangs are getting stronger and quicker and you are at the door help us to understand these things help us to know that the day of grace finally ends and you return in glorious majesty and judgment to render things according to what needs to be done so we do pray tonight Lord that you would uh, again, we know that you are at work in Israel. We know that you are at work among all the nations. We pray for missionaries. We pray for those who are sharing the gospel in the dark, dark world of Islam and in Israel and all across the world tonight. Continuing to share the gospel under pressure and persecution. And so we pray tonight, Lord, that you would help us to understand things from your perspective. That we would pray that your grace and mercy and that people would find Jesus and experience eternal life in these end of days. So, Lord, we pray now that you would help us as we open your word tonight. We pray that you would help us to understand what you have for us tonight. We thank you for the book of Proverbs. We thank you for the gift it is to us. May we relish it in our hearts, think about it often, and may these words come to be a special blessing to us as we read them and reread them over and over. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Scott, can you bring my mic up just a little bit? Good evening, good to see all of you. Proverbs chapter 31. We finish the book of Proverbs tonight, and we've been uh, on this journey for quite a while. And many of you have been uh, alongside me as we've gone along. And uh, I, I do want to encourage you, if you are interested, all of these outlines that we've looked at in various detail are on the website. And you can find them. And, and uh, I recommend them to you if you want to go back through and think about various places we've studied. Proverbs 31, famous, famous words. We have uh, several several oracles at the end. We saw these words uh, earlier as we were looking at some of these very important things. We have the oracle of uh, Agur that we looked at last week in chapter 30. The oracle, the burden, the, the sermon of Agur. Now we have uh, the oracle which a mother taught her son the king the oracle of a mother talking about the glory of a woman who fears God. There's no better way for us to end the book of Proverbs. What a, there, is no, there are no accidents, there are no happenstances in the Word of God. It is, in my opinion, um, 
such a great and glorious thing that the book of Proverbs would end highlighting the importance and significance of a God-fearing woman. The excellent wife as the woman, the wife of the king says. So tonight we pause to do this and I'm grateful for Pat and I'm grateful for her example as an excellent wife. And I'm thankful for uh, many others that I know in our church, many, many of our women who are excellent wives, who seek to serve the Lord and to fear the Lord. So let's read this, uh, these words. The king is reciting the words that his mother, notice, taught him, verse 1. This is what a mother should teach her sons. This is what a mother should teach her sons. You don't have to be a king, son. This is what a mother ought to teach her sons. And so we read, What, O my son? And what, O son of my womb? And what, O son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women or your ways to that which destroys kings. Is it not for kings, O Lemuel? It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to desire strong drink. For they will drink and forget what is decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to him who is perishing and wine to him whose life is bitter. Let him drink and forget his poverty and remember his trouble no more. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all the unfortunate. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and defend the rights of the afflicted and needy. An excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. (coughs) Excuse me. She is like merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She rises also while it is still night and gives food to her household and portions to her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. From her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She senses that her gain is good. Her lamp does not go out at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, and she stretches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts 
to the tradesman. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and bless her, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the product of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word, and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher. In Jesus' name, amen. There is no doubt that all of us in this room have had a mother. Either our mother is alive today or our mothers are gone and dead. It is a fact that every one of us in this room has been influenced by our mother. Mothers have a mark upon their children unlike that of of fathers. I mentioned to you earlier on that when the kings are mentioned, generally the evil kings, in the book of Chronicles especially, their mothers are also listed by name. You see, the importance and responsibility of motherhood extends to generations. The influence of women upon their sons and upon their daughters reaches beyond the grave. So these words are what we, uh, what uh, mothers uh, should say to their sons, but these are also words for every woman to measure their life by. The theme of the book of Proverbs is the fear of God. And we've traced that all the way from the beginning. Just to, just to uh, again remind you, we started in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. We learn later in Proverbs. The fear of God is the path toward a knowledge of the Holy God. Tonight I ask you, if are you living in the fear of God? <clears throat> Times like these shake us. <clears throat> when, we, when, we, when we hear on the news of the horrible things that human beings can do to men, women, and children, Somehow we've been living in a pretend world. The evil of the world is great, and it's always been great. And in these last days, it will grow greater as we come closer to the Lord's return. Hostility, bloodshed, hatred, and wars, and rumors of wars will continue And so tonight we're reminded of the responsibility of living women, either as women who fear God or women who choose not to fear God. Tonight, what is it and how is it that you live? 
You see, this mother asks three questions in verse 2. What and what and what? What and what and what? Is she stuttering? Is she having a problem with her mind? Is she suffering from dementia? What and what and what? There is a building of this, these questions in order for them to be answered by her words. What, oh my son? My mother's said that to me before. What, oh son of my womb? Notice she takes the responsibility. This is her son from her womb that she gave birth to. And what, O son of my vows? This is the son she vowed to give to God. What, O son? What, O son? These words help us to understand <clears throat> that what is to follow is of great importance even for a king. So, the fact that King Lemuel can quote these words of his mother and her sermon to him, her oracle, <clears throat> tells us about how wise this king was to listen to the words of his mother. So we had last week Agur speaking an oracle and speaking words that were helpful and now we have finally the oracle of a godly God-fearing woman. I want to highlight some things before we <clears throat> go through the outline just to point out some very important phrases to you. Verse 10 <clears throat> is the question, an excellent wife who can find? An excellent wife who can find? And then there's an answer, for her worth is far above jewels. There's a question. <clears throat> then midway through these qualities of an excellent wife who fears the Lord, we find verse 25, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. And then we have the praise of her husband in quotations, the praise of her husband. Many daughters have done nobly, but you excel them all. And then we finally read <clears throat> the final words of the book of Proverbs that take us back to the beginning. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So with those, uh, with those qualities in mind, let's go back now and just uh, walk through and look at some things. This is very familiar to, to this Wednesday night group and those who are listening to us online. May the Lord bless you. We miss you for not being with us, but we're, we're glad that you could join us tonight online as we close out our time in the book of Proverbs. So now we first of all have warnings for her king's son. <clears throat> we have these warnings to remind him of 
the responsibility of paying attention to the things that matter. What men are can be can what men can do so dangerously that causes them great trouble is to give their strength to women. That is, that they would live in such a way, whether it be adultery or in sexual sin, or in uh, or in being consumed with women, that their ways are. Their strength is destroyed. It is in the power of a woman to gain strength and overcome men who, and this is, this is the pattern of the book of Proverbs, reminding us of what, what is called many times the evil woman. Sometimes women will read Proverbs and say, well, you know, Solomon's just picking on women. No, uh, the book of Proverbs reminds us of the power and influence of women both in a uh, enticing to sin uh, and also the great, great chapter in chapter 8 on wisdom. Does not wisdom call and understanding, listen, lift up her voice? Wisdom is uh, personified as a woman, not as a man. So the glories of womanhood are seen, but also the dangers, the dangers of giving, giving yourself as a young man uh, to women in adulterous and sinful ways. So we've looked at all of those. In fact, the first nine chapters of Proverbs, <clears throat> there's, there's a, 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 an important amount of material given to this, res, to this responsibility. Do not give your strength to women or your ways to that which destroys kings. What are the other ways that destroy kings? Well, covetousness. <clears throat> Thank you, my friend. Every week, notice someone has to come bail me out. I, I love you, Johnny. Thank you. I appreciate it. It must sound really bad, but I appreciate it. <clears throat> Part of it is I've been doing this so long, my old voice is just dragging along. <clears throat> <clears throat> Ways that destroy kings. Uh, covetousness, power, control, domination. You see, power is corrupting. Do not give your strength to women or your ways to that which destroys kings. This is a good advice from a godly mother. It is not for kings, it is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to desire strong drink. The warning about strong drink and alcohol is a reminder of what it does. They will drink and forget, verse 5, what is decreed. It will cause absent-mindedness. It, it will dull the senses that this whole issue of alcohol. As we saw earlier, as we were reading uh, in uh, the, the book of Proverbs, and I gave you the song of the drunkard. Do you remember the song of the drunkard? Proverbs 23, uh, Proverbs 20, 23 reminds us of these words. I just read them. Those, it says, um, who has a woe and who has a sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long over wine and those who Go to taste mixed wine. Do not look on wine when it's red, when it sparkles in the cup. This is Proverbs twenty-three thirty-one. Uh, do, when it goes down smoothly, 
At last it bites like a serpent, stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things. This is what drunkenness does to you. Your mind will utter perverse things. This is what drunkenness does to you. And you will be like one who lies down in the middle of the sea or like one who lies down on top of a mast. Then the testimony of the drunkard. They struck me, but I did not become ill. They beat me, but I did not know it. When shall I awake? Ah, says the drunkard, I will seek another drink. So the king is reminded of the foolishness of giving yourself to substances that control you. That control you. If you're going to be a king and you're going to be in control, stay away from alcohol. And then as we're reminded of these words for the day and time, there were not a lot of other medicines available. So what is, what is the use of these things? Well, to help those who are sick, to help those who are having pain, uh, give strong drink to him who is perishing, the one who is dying. That is to, to help them as their, their life is ending and uh, so that they won't have such pain in their uh, so, so much pain in their situation and life circumstances. And then he reminds him to what to talk about. Open your mouth for the mute. Open your mouth for the rights of all the unfortunate. That's what a godly king would do. Uh, that, that's what, uh, the, how appropriate it would be that these words would be placed uh, in the book of Proverbs, which is so much the sayings of Solomon, the wisest man to ever live until the Lord Jesus, who sought to be and was the glorious king of Israel, David's son. In all of its glory, Israel was never greater than in the days of Solomon. Richer, never richer, never more powerful, never greater. And we're reminded also of the irony, do not give your strength to women, that in 1 Kings 11, we're reminded that God came to Solomon three times because Solomon loved women from foreign countries who led him to idolatry. And the wisest man who ever lived ended his life in rebellion against God, living with adulterous women and sacrificing to their gods. It is such a shocking thought. But the word of God is always truthful about every individual that is written, that is written about. So speaking out for the unfortunate and the afflicted, opening your mouth, judge righteously, verse 9, and defend the rights of the afflicted and the needy. That's what a godly king should do. Be sober, stay sober, and live and do your job as a king, speaking up for those who cannot speak up for themselves, and judging righteously between disputes and defending the rights of the afflicted and needy. Lots for us to see and learn from that. But now we come to the question, an excellent wife who can find. It doesn't say a wife who can find. It says an excellent wife. This wonderful Hebrew word is a, is a word that has to do with uh, maybe a superlative, one who excels. This is why you have the parallel statement at the bottom. Uh, 
you excel them all. These two words are very familiar. They're very close in meaning, these two words. An excellent wife. An excellent wife who can find. It requires finding an excellent wife. Not every wife is an excellent wife. Not every woman is an excellent woman. A woman of excellence. A woman who seeks to live for God. You see, an excellent wife is a God-fearing wife. This is why you must start with verse 10 and end with verse 30, because this is the parallel. This is the parallel. An excellent wife is a woman who fears the Lord. That's an excellent wife. An excellent wife isn't just because they can do all of these qualities. Sometimes when people uh, teach this and go through it, well, these qualities make her excellent. No, the excellence of a woman, the excellence of a wife is whether they fear God. And all the qualities we've described in fearing God, I, I cannot repeat them all. But that list of, I, 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 I'm frustrated by what week it was, but... We went through in detail what it means to fear God. And it means everything from being terror, having the terror of the Lord. Yes, fear God in terror. That's right. There's an element of the fact that God can keep me alive or kill me any day of my life. I am in the hands of a God who gives life and takes it away. It is also honor, it is also respect, but it is fearing God so that I live a certain way and avoid other things in my life. When I live in the fear of God, I live by the law of God. That's the idea. You see, the fear of God is linked to the law of God. And much of the book of Proverbs is layering upon the Ten Commandments, the Ten Words. That would be studying the book of Proverbs in another way at another time. But there are great parallels between the law of God and the fear of God in the book of Proverbs. So tonight I ask you, as a believer in Jesus Christ, men and women, are you living with excellence? Are you an excellent wife? Are you an excellent husband? Who can find an excellent wife? Where are they to be found? Her worth is far above jewels. <clears throat> jewels have to be found. Jewels have to be found. It's hard work to find precious jewels. That's why they're so valuable. That's why they're still, even to this day, locked up in safe places. Jewelers. My great-grandfather was a jeweler. This is the whole idea of jewelry and precious stones and what you do with them and understanding their condition and looking at the nature of the stone and how it's put together, uh, how it was formed. These are all unbelievable things. They're so rare. Just like the rareness, uh, the, the rarity of a jewel, so is the rarity of an excellent wife. The world is filled with women who are wives to husbands. But how many of them are excellent? This is the challenge. And this is the reminder. It's a reminder to men. Find an excellent wife. Find an excellent wife. It's what we say to the young men in this church. It's what we say to our, to our own children. I'm saying it to my grandson. Find an excellent wife. 
Well, I really like this girl. You do. Why? Why do you like this girl? Well, blah, 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 blah. Is she an excellent woman? Well, what do you mean? Well, is she an excellent woman? I'm not talking about whether she washes her clothes and fixes her hair. Is she an excellent woman? Where can you find an excellent woman? Can excellent women be found in the world any longer? Yes. The heart of her husband. Now we go to the qualities of an excellent wife who fears God. The heart of her husband. Please notice this. The heart of her husband trusts in her. And he will have no lack of gain. This is what an excellent wife who fears God has for her blessing. Notice the parallel. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. And then what is the last thing that happens? Here we have it. The praise of a husband for an excellent wife. The praise of a... Many daughters have done nobly, 29, but you excel them all. This is the glory. This is the honor given to an excellent wife who fears God from her husband. It's one thing to hear wonderful things from others, but it's quite different when it comes from your husband. She does him good. Notice, this is what an excellent wife does. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Uh, some of the women who, uh, who uh, I've heard this through my ministry, you know, when they read Proverbs, they're, uh, they're annoyed by the amount of passages that talk about, you know, like a constant dripping in the house, so is a contentious woman. Why is it always a woman? Because I say to you women who are here, you have great influence. A little dripping can become very annoying. You didn't get the joke, did you? It's not a joke. It's the truth. A little dripping can get very annoying. It's better to go up in the corner of the roof than to live in the house with a contentious woman. This is your influence. This is your influence. Notice she does not do him evil. She does him good all the days of her life. That's what an excellent wife, that's what an excellent wife is like. Notice also the parallel in verse 30, but a woman who fears the Lord. A woman becomes a wife. And an excellent wife starts as a woman who fears God. This is what we're learning here tonight. This is a challenge for every woman who hears these words. She looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. Notice how many references now we have in these qualities to her hands. She puts her hands to work. You know, uh, you remember the words in the proverb, the saying we heard. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. This is not true of the excellent wife. She doesn't, she's not a lazy woman. She's not a lazy wife. Not every wife is like this wife. Not every wife is industrious like this wife. She looks for, she looks for wool and flax and works with her hands in delight. 
She is like the merchant ships. What were the ships doing? Well, they were delivering and bringing the goods to the people. She is that person. She is the one who brings food from, for her family. She's the one who sees that things are done and, and food is provided. She brings food. She rises also while it's still night. And she gives food to her household. She is one who has a disciplined schedule. And she works. And she has self-discipline. And she works with her hands to provide for her family. She's not counting on somebody else to do it. She does it. This is important to see the qualities of this woman who fears God and how it, how it shows itself, listen, for her commitment to others. You see, the self-absorbed woman is like the self-absorbed man. Everything's about them. The self-absorbed man, everything's about him. The self-absorbed woman, everything's about her. Everybody should do everything for me, but nah, this excellent wife, this excellent wife, this is her own self-motivation in the fear of God. She looks to others. You see, the law of God says that we love God with all of our heart and we love our neighbor as ourselves. This is an expression of fear of God. Looking to others before I look to myself. So she, she considers, she gives food to her household. And you have household mentioned. You have hands and household mentioned several times. And uh, she gives also portions to her maidens, those that are her helpers. That, uh, if she has those who are employed by her. She considers a field. She, she's involved in business. She makes business decisions. She considers a field and buys it. And from her earnings, from what she, uh, what she buys and sells, she plants a vineyard. Obviously, these days when this was written, these things were much more important uh, than for us now. You know, having a garden was of, uh, you know, and having a, uh, a vineyard would be critical uh, for life. In the uh, ancient world, she girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. Notice, she girds. It, you know, this is the same word. It means to, you know, to take the, uh, take the robe and tie it around your waist. You know, like Peter uses it in 1 Peter. Gird your mind. Gird your mind. Girding your mind means, you know, put... Take your, you're going you're gonna to get busy, take your robe, pull it up, tie it around your waist so you can do your work. Notice she girds herself with strength. She is, uh, she is uh, busy at things and she girds herself with strength and she makes her arms strong. And she, notice, senses that her gain is good. She has good sense. She has good sense. She knows what is good and she knows what is evil. She has good sense. This excellent wife. She, she, uh, she senses that her gain is good and her lamp does not go out at night. She's always, always thinking, planning, and preparing. She stretches out her hands again to distaff and her hands grasp the spindle. She's sewing. She's making things. She's using her hands 
for purposes for notice the poor. She she extends her hand to the poor and she stretches out her hands to the needy. You see, this is the work, this the handiwork, the work of an excellent wife. What's in your hands, wives? The excellent wife, who can find? She's not afraid of the wintertime, the snow, for her household, again, for all of her household are clothed with scarlet. She makes coverings for herself, and her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land, and she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies belts to the tradesmen. Strength and dignity are her clothing. Again, what did we see uh, earlier on? She's, She's this woman who has, she's known for her strength. She's known for her strength. And now she smiles at the future. A woman who fears God isn't afraid of the future. She smiles at the future because she fears a good God who always takes care of things regardless of the future. She smiles at the future. What a wonderful phrase. She opens her mouth, and what happens? She speaks wisdom and teaches, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. See, this is very powerful. The kindness of this God-fearing woman. She looks well to the ways of her household. Third time about her household. She looks out for her household. She doesn't give that responsibility to anybody else. And she does not eat the bread of idleness, and her children rise up and bless her. Now everything comes to praise. Now everything comes to praise. Her children praise her. And they bless her, and her husband praises her. And then we have this wonderful reminder to all women. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. A woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Who shall she be praised by? I believe the best is that when she stands before the Lord, he says, well done, well done, excellent wife, excellent woman, well done. And then praise comes from her family because she has been a woman, an excellent wife who fears the Lord. Well, amen. So ends the book of Proverbs. My prayer is is that you'll find in your life, uh, you'll journey through this book over and over again, and that you'll discover in it the rich truths that will help us as we live in the fear of God while we walk on the earth. It's been good to be together to look at these things. And in the days ahead, we'll begin, Now, I'll go ahead and give you an idea of this. Um, we'll start in the book of Isaiah, but we're not going to begin at the beginning. We're going to actually go and we're going to be looking for, you know, look, I'm not going to say how long. We're going to start in Isaiah 40, and we'll walk through Isaiah 40, chapter 40 through 66. And it'll be a delight to do that as we look at the glory of the Lord that we learn from Isaiah 40 to 66. And so may the Lord give us those days to be together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for
how I thank you for this challenge for women to be excellent wives and fear God. <clears throat> I thank you for Pat's example to that. I thank you for her willingness to walk with you. I thank you for the many women in my life that I have witnessed and seen who have walked with God in the fear of God and they are to be praised. How I pray, Lord, that you would help us with our young women to teach them to be excellent women and excellent women are those who fear God. May we be those who live in excellence, men and women, and follow Jesus all the days of our life. We thank you for your grace and your truth. We thank you for what you've given to us to the praise of the glory of your grace. We thank you. And those of us who have found an excellent wife, we men, we say thank you, Lord, for giving us the wonderful, excellent wife that you have provided for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.